Hi, this is Peter Bergman and Dave Osmond giving you the Radio Friage Show for the week. This for the week of October 17th, 2011. Hey, we're still here. How you doing, Dave? Uh, I'm feeling fine here. Uh, I've been listening to The Herminator, and uh, so I'm, I'm well aware of all of the numerical possibilities that uh, face us in this country at this time, sir. Yes. Oh. We'll be later on. Uh, I'm expecting a call from Pastor Go to Hell, uh-huh. and he has some very interesting perspectives on uh, Herman Cain and his numerology. By the way, yes. Herman Cain. Okay, uh, I'm going to post this up on the Radio Free Oz Facebook. I've already got it on Peter Bergman's Facebook. There is a link to a video that a person put together, just clips of Herman Cain on television. Nothing screwed around, right? Mm-hmm. And you look at that and you realize that the clown prince, his days are numbered, okay? Things like this, Dave. Um, someone's asking him on CNN or something like that. What about, what do you think about the right to or right of return? And, and Kerman looks at him as if he was speaking Chinese. He just looks at him. The guy says, the right of return. Now, Palestinians claim that they can return to Israel. Oh, well, that should be negotiated. That should be negotiated. <laughs> And then you hear him quote saying, well, if somebody asks me who's the president of Kabakalakawakasakalakistan, I'll just tell them I don't know. I mean, he's an goes, honest man. He's an honest, he's an honest man. Yeah, here's he. There. <clears throat> well, but but the Herminator is up there this this week. His polls, his polls were high and uh, Perry was fading. I think it was Gail Collins who said, like the Cheshire cat, only his smile and hair remained. <laughs> Uh, you know something? She's dead wrong. You think if so? You, if you read, yeah, if you read some of the polls taken of the actual conservative Republicans who are going to vote in the primaries, mm-hmm. uh, Perry's in the lead. And furthermore, 67% say they will vote for someone with whom they agree. 31% say they'll vote for someone who can beat Obama. So you cannot write Perry off, man. He's got plenty of money, you know. He's hanging right in there. And it is Romney's to lose. By the, really so. I mean, okay, now Perry Perry has, you know, he, he his wife is really pissed. Did you read about this one? About the fact that uh, she said, I can identify with the unemployed because my son is now unemployed. He had to quit the bank he was working at because of the SEC rule that you can't work at a bank and be active in a political campaign. The government un- made my boy unemployed. Can you believe this? This is Anita Perry. Okay? What? No, I yes. missed this one, Pete. Yeah. Yeah. He had to quit mm-hmm. his job because he's campaigning for his dad for president. And there's rules that say, hey, if you work in a bank that's federally insured, et cetera, et cetera, you can't do both at once. So now he's out of a job and it's the government's fault. Well, there she's you go. Off. It's too many regulations. But, hey, uh, Perry's going to get rid of all those regulations, Pete. They're gone. Yes. They're through. Their history there uh, the you know I, there's it's you, you know in Pennsylvania what they do when they slice the tops of mountains off you know yeah right well that's it that's it well, they're, the, they're going they're, they're going to have underage kids working 18 hours a day diving for shale in you know diving for that's shale that's it diving for shale mines. you've got you've got it exactly my my image i heard all of the points of of uh, governor perry's uh, jobs program uh, and besides being, you know, in John D. Rockefeller's, uh, you know, 21st century pocket, 
Uh, it, this is this is this is turning a million and a half people into coal miners, basically. Yeah, this is providing absolutely. a million and a half extraordinarily dirty, grubby, uh, l- low lower middle class. Uh, I, I, I mean, just the nature of the jobs this provides. Is under is is oil soaked and sugar cured, man? It's just crazy. Oil soaked and sugar cured. Look at his hair; he's the man. Don't write him off. You okay, know, I, won't, guy, I won't. I won't. I won't. The right wing are not affronted by the fact that he's not a great debater. The slickest debater up there amongst the garden gnomes is the empty suit, Mitt Romney. Isn't helping him at all. Here's one for you that should be frightening the gazoozes out of him. He remains at 23%. Yeah, he's been He has been flat. at 23% for year, for a year now. And and he's being he's being pummeled by Herman the Hermanator. The Hermanator, yeah. Hermanator's getting yeah. him. Yeah. He's twit and, he's twitting him. You know, and that's what you like about these debates is you got a guy who just doesn't give a shit. You know what I mean? He's yeah, yeah, I know. He's he's gonna he's gonna do his thing, and that's why people like him. I heard a horrifying show on uh, not a show, but a piece on uh, All Things Considered the other day with these these singing ba- singing uh, uh, engineers from uh, South Carolina. The singing engineers. Well, they were they were a barbershop quartet, but they oh, were all engineers, okay. all retired, I guess, which gives you an idea of yeah. their age. And they were singing, and uh, it was like a, the uh, the what they call it, the birthplace of the Civil War, man. I mean, it was so. You know, we want a, a president who uh, reflects our Christian views, and a, yeah. a, a, a Christian. Uh, conforms uh, believes in the Nicene Code. Mm-hmm. The Nicene right. is that what it is? Code Nicene. It's the Nicene Code, Co- right? From the Council of that, Nicaea. That's yes. right. Three something, right? Three twenty nine. Right. I got my history. Yeah, something like that anywhere on, on your in, FM dial. Well, that's yeah. what is that, that? Now we want a president of this country who believes in the Nicene Code. That's that's what this guy said. And, uh, you know, I can see why he said that, and I realize that he does, can? you know. He, you can. Uh, yeah. It well, I mean, me. he, they are, because so, you're, you're, as he said, you're in the South now. This is the Bible Belt. And this is just how we yep. believe. And I realized something about belief the other day, Peter, when if you believe that a, 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 a man, and, uh, and I guess we have to include women, uh, but it's too bad because, you know, well, uh, but a man has got to uh, do it all by himself. He cannot accept any help from anybody else because that is uh, it's biblically bad. That is a bad moral stance. And I, I, we, we start here on a moral stance that you simply do not take welfare or give it. That's it. Yep, that's that, that's a moral stance that these folks have, and that <clears throat> that's to me that's a, that's a bit frightening. It goes way back. I'm reading a wonderful book by A. N. Wilson called The Victorians. Mm-hmm. Okay, and there's a lot in there about Victorian England's attitude towards welfare, and the poor there were like starving to death. Okay, I yeah. mean, it was it was bad, and the <laughs> idea was is that there was Jeremy Bentham, the utilitarian, who said it's not a good idea. It's not for the betterment of 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 the 
of the society to be giving these people handouts. You know, they have to be able to struggle to the top. If they can't, if they die, well, they just don't have the stuff. Okay? That's it. Yep. And that, that, that still reigns in this country. There's a lot of people who still hold by that. If you're poor, well, that's what Herman Cain said when he saw the Occupy Wall Street people. He said, they're asking for handouts. He said, if you're, if you're poor, if you're out of a job and you're not rich, these are his words, David. Yeah. If you're out of a job and you're not rich, don't blame Wall Street. Blame yourself. Yep. And yep. The, there well, are a lot of people that like to hear that. They well, want to hear that. That's why they don't course. care if Herman Cain knows the knows the premier of Akabaka Lakawaka Jihadistan. No. They don't care. No. They, they want to know that he thinks that poor people I gotta blame themselves for well, their problems. That's in in the bigger picture here, at taking our nose out of the Terminator, uh, that it, in fact there's very little interest in um, uh, in uh, international affairs on the part of any of these Republican candidates that I can Not see. Not a word. It's all it's all uh, domestic policy. Um, I thought I'd just reflect the uh, headline on Saturday's Business Day in the New York Times. Uh, kind of got me, you know, it tickled my ribs a little bit. It's uh, in private. Wall Street bankers dismiss protesters as unsophisticated. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? You know, and the reason they're unsophisticated is because those $150, you know, tasting dishes, luncheons are, you know, which would make them sophisticated if they knew, you know, uh, they, they could tell, you know, one taste from another taste and they could sit there all afternoon yep. with and They could do that. That would make them sophisticated, I guess. Well, this is a Dijon Brie. Yeah, Dijon Brie. This is not. This is not uh, a Riviera. Brie. No, no. This well, is a Dijon Brie. Yeah, yeah, here's the guy. Here's the guy. They quote in this. You know, this. This is like corporations are people, my friend. You know, mm-hmm. uh, most people view it. This is uh, this is uh, a banker, a Wall Street banker. Most people view it as a ragtag group looking for sex, drugs, and rock and roll said one oh, top my. hedge fund manager up against the wall. You know, it's not a middle-class uprising, adds another veteran bank executive. It's fringe groups. And here's the, here's the winning. It's people who have the time to do this. Uh-huh. Yeah, because they they're unemployed. I mean, so the, see, the, 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 the snake comes eating its tail ever more uh, closely until it will eat itself and disappear entirely here. I don't know. Now, during, during the heyday of Wall Street, it led up to the debacle of 2008 when they took us all down. Yeah. Those people were into nothing but sex, drugs, and rock and roll. How dare they project that onto these people, many of whom have degrees, PhDs, MAs, BAs, and they ain't got a job, who clean up after themselves, who have a sense of humor, and who are going to eventually, possibly, bring those bastards down. It, it's beginning, it's getting worrisome for some people. They're looking around, and not only are they not going away, David, today, not only are they doing Occupy Los Angeles, here in Los Angeles, they're doing Occupy Goldman Sachs in Florence right now, Okay. They, they're all over the world. People are picking this up. Well, it's, it's a big deal. The, uh, the, you see what crowds can do, and we'll, we'll see. The problem yeah. with these crowds is that they're a crowd and that they are yeah. ethnically, and, um, ethnically mixed. It's men mm-hmm. and women. It's not mm-hmm. like, you know, 
10,000 African Americans coming to the, the, the mall while these people are all the same. Uh-oh. No, these people aren't all the same, which is one of the frustrations for, I'm sure, every governmental body around the country that's trying to uh, deal with this. You know, yes, most people they, they would are, they're, be they're, they're real. The government doesn't know how to deal with real with people. With real people. And I think Bloomberg has done it. You know, I mean, they did, did back off the cops yesterday. So Yeah, he had to, though. He wanted them, and he had, he had to back off because he took a look. He's a smart guy. He's yeah. good with risk evaluation. Here's good news for the corporations that are getting now thoroughly and continuously dissed, all right? You yeah. think, what are we going to do? Corporations are people, Dave. What do you do for people that are being dissed? Well, AIG, remember AIG, the the concern that helped bring America down by uh, offering insurance on all those default swaps? <laughs> right, AIG, right. People, we gave eighty million dollars to so that they could they could continue to go and have hundred and fifty dollar Dijon Brie testing lunches. Yeah, okay, right. right. As protests aimed at capitalism and corporate greed sweep the nation. Big businesses can end up spending big bucks to get their public images back on track. Now, thanks to AIG, the insurance giant, uh, not known for their stellar image, is offering reputation insurance. Okay? Oh. Charnas, a division of AIG, has announced a new insurance product called Reputation Guard. Sounds like something you put under your arms, right? Ah, uh, yeah. That gives policyholders facing a publicity crisis access to public relation firms Burson, Marsteller, and Porter Novelli, leaders in providing damage control. Hmm. Oh, Dave, hey, what a world. Damage uh, never, control. Never, never fails to amaze. I'm sure you can take that damage control off your income tax if you're paying any income tax anyway. No, no the, whole, the whole thing. Yes, it's, it's it's yeah. Okay, Occupy Wall Street. Uh, good idea, but all those guys are still going to go to work, and nobody has stopped hedging anything out there. It's still a, a, a they're resisting uh, on all uh, sides any sort of regulation. And believe me, if the Republicans take over the Senate. It's all over out there, even if Rick Perry isn't the president. You know, you know who's running the show, though. You know who, who really showed, their, showed their, their evil hand this past week was, was, the, uh, no. was the military, man. The military. Yeah. Don't – no cuts to the Pentagon. Gone, 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 gone. You know, talk about keeping up. Uh, a, I mean, how, I don't even, I won't even read the figures, but it's shocking, shocking, billions and billions. And here's, here's a uh, Republican representative, uh, um, uh, McKeon from someplace, California. Uh, defense has contributed more than half of the deficit reduction measures taken to date. There are some in government who want to use the military to pay for the rest, to protect the sacred cow that is entitlement spending. By that we mean Medicare and so forth. Not, yeah. not only, the, the good congressman continues, not only should that be a non-starter from a national security and economic perspective, but, and here it comes, it should also be a non-starter from a moral perspective. Well, Dave, you know, moral is relative. There are people who think that, you know, the imperial dream is, a, is moral perfection. Did you see that DARPA, I love DARPA, that was Poindexter's little group, right, now have an international competition 
to create drones that weigh less than two pounds mm. that can hover for two hours and send back video signals. I now, got, what do you think I they're going to use those well, for? I, I to got, find abandoned hikers? No, they're going to fly up your asshole and check and see if insides are all together. Come on now. Absolutely. Up your ass with a two-pound <laughs> drone. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. It's just It don't sure. have to be armed. It's just uncomfortable. <laughs> It damned uncomfortable, that little thing, buzz, 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 buzz. And then it's sending pictures back, and it's on the damned Internet. I know. There you are. Your innards on the Internet. <laughs> Bob, I saw your colon on the Internet. Are those polyps, or are you just glad to see me? Oh, That's my damn. semicolon. I'm sorry. I... Now, okay. uh, a flashback. Yes. Okay, Dave? Yes. I was, I, was, I was in mutt and smut the, land no. there for a minute. Uh, yeah. Two-pound drones? We got them. Hey, smut. Go on. <laughs> They're still working, still running, still sending pictures of my colon up there on the DARPANET. Oh, uh, Radio Free Oz started in April of 2010, three days before the Gulf crisis, hey, the Gulf right. oil explosion. Okay, <laughs> now, here's something, because, you know, it disappeared real quick. Remember, it was all news and then no news? Okay. The FDA gave the green light following the BP oil spill to dump 5 billion barrels of crude oil off the coast of Louisiana last year. But now an environmental watchdog group says the agency standards are based on outdated science and underestimate the risk of cancer-causing contaminants to pregnant women and children eating seafood from the Gulf. At the issue are the FDA, uh, what FDA considers safe levels of Polycyclic aromic hydrocarbons, PAH, PA. These are the PA. Huh, right? I spit it out. Found, PA, yeah. Yeah. They're found in oil, coal, and gasoline, which, of course, are the, <laughs> is the three legged stool upon which Rick Perry's, uh, you know, plan for bringing 1.2 million Americans back to work. According to Miriam Rotkin Elman, a researcher from the National Resources Defense Council, the FDA accepts 100 to 10,000 times more PAH contamination in seafood than the NRDC deems safe for vulnerable populations. Mm. So she, you know, she says that, you know, so somebody bought somebody or somebody's stupid. So it looks like them shrimp in the Gulf. Are not are counterindicated for pregnant women and children just to begin with. Gosh, and we have an expert on. We, 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 expert we knew on that. Too. My gosh, yes, uh, our expert. We have who, an expert. Who, yeah, who has who has the the cure? The cure. Right? Oh my gosh. Yeah, let's let's go listen to him right now. This is from back when Oz early on went down to the Gulf and interviewed this man, and he's still relevant. Let's oh, listen to okay. Him. I'm here on the shore of the Gulf Coast for Radio Free Oz, talking with Charles Dunder, the latest member of Obama's Gang of Five sent down here to solve the oil spill crisis. Uh, you've just arrived, haven't you, Charles? Yes, I replaced Professor Katz, uh, you know, the astrophysicist, when it was revealed that he was a virulent homophobe and a climate change denier. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. So, but, so w what do you add to the team? Then? Well, I run the Petro Nutritional Institute back at Solid State University. I'm down here investigating a sustainable solution to the, well, the massive loss of fish and shellfish that's going on right here at our feet as we speak. Uh, Petro Nutrition, I'm not familiar with that field. Oh, well, it's relatively new. You know, it didn't take off until we got the whole petrophilic nano-cloning process down. <laughs> Excuse me? Well, sorry. Uh, 
Mr. Oz. Simply put, given the right starter genes, chain-ganged polymers, and robust steroids, we can create a host of creatures that not only survive in oil-saturated water, but, well, they really thrive on it. Oh, mm-hmm. is, uh, is that one of them, that thing you're holding in your hand looks... Looks vaguely like a shrimp. Yes, yes, exactly. We call it the slick shrimp, and and yes, it does thrive in oil-polluted wetlands just like these. Uh, Now, you throw a million slick shrimp scat, (laughs) as the little fellas are called when they come out of the test tube, no bigger than a puppy seed. (laughs) And a month later, well, they're as big as as buster hair, (laughs) ready to be flavored and sent off to market. You want to try one? Okay. Well... It's a little chewy. Oh, that's the that's the polymer filling. How does it taste? Uh, tastes like pork. Yeah, yeah. Pork flavored slick shrimp. One of my one of my favorites. It's a uh, it's pan Asian. You know. let, let let me have it back. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. Oh, now you see. Watch this. I I just dip it in the degreaser and watch as it springs back to life. It, it could rub a little of this on it. All right, here you are again. Now give it a try. Hmm? Mmm. Now, that tastes like Jumbo Bayou Stampy, the real thing. Oh, well, they're all the real thing. <laughs> well, <clears throat> and that should go over real good with the green crowd. I mean, you can re-eat them up to a dozen times, we believe, before the steroid skeleton breaks down. And, <laughs> well, they just turn to mush. It's a reasonable short-term solution, Charles, but I, I can't wait for the real shrimp to return. Oh, 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 return? Well, Uncle Pete, that hole in the ocean floor is spewing some 200,000 gallons of oil a day. Your great-grandchildren will be waiting for these little shrimp to return. Now, so, now let's get real. I've got this oil-happy catfish here. You only have to put a match to it, like this. Ooh! <laughs> See, he's sautéed and ready to serve. <laughs> this is Peter Bergman for Radio Free Oz in the Gulf, and I want to go home. He <laughs> can never go home. See, David, we we were we knew what was happening back then. Them artificial shrimp—that's the answer. They've got no pa in them, right? No pa. Yeah. No, sorry. That's that's the way to. That's certainly the way to go, and it will solve the problem for those vulnerable populations. There's another picture uh, of of the week, which was uh, from Tokyo, which is this guy standing in the middle of a room full of sacks of radioactive sludge, and really? he's, he's standing there. That. He's standing there. He's wearing a t-shirt and a face mask. You know, he's wearing a you know like a hospital mask, yeah. <laughs> and the room is filled full of. Radioactive sludge. Apparently, things aren't going as well in the radioactive sector of Japan as they would like us to believe. That's the thing about radioactivity, David. It's just got this half-life of its own. It's recalcitrant. It's stupid. It's stubborn. It just won't do what you tell it to do because, you know, it just keeps radiating. It feels warm. It feels good. and It just loves to, you know... Run through your body at the speed of light or something like it. But I do have good news for you, David. Okay. I do. Maybe. I mean, th- I may have good news for you. You know that we're trying to bring to the world the recognition that there is this thing called global warming, okay? And a lot of people on the right say that this is just propaganda or sunspots or whatever. Well, it may be that something that all of us, right, left, and center, are 
fond of, and I would say to a certain degree socially addicted to, coffee may bring us all together because global warming, it now appears, is threatening coffee. Oh, right? well, now let's do something about this, okay? Uh, yeah, l- let me read it to you. All okay? right. Climate change may be especially unpleasant for coffee addicts, according to Starbucks' Jim Hanna, the company's sustainability director. Hmm. says, bean farmers are already seeing the effects of climate change in the form of changing rainfall patterns, new pests, and severe weather. What we are really seeing as a company, as we look 10, 20, 30 years down the road, if conditions continue as they are, is a potentially significant risk to our supply chain, says Hannah. Starbucks, according to Hannah, has been pushing Congress and the Obama administration to act on climate change, but without success. Am I surprised? Recently, the International Center for Tropical Agriculture warned it would be too hot to grow chocolate in the Ivory Coast and Ghana, the world's largest producers, by 2050. Okay? I may not be around in 2050. I don't think so. But my daughter will, and she won't be able to eat some of the fine Ghanaian or Ivory Coastian chocolate, and won't they go over to Starbucks, and it'll all be Airsots brew, man. That's bad news. Well, uh, uh, let's see. It's uh, now is, is coffee a tropical plant? For I mean, we we have to yeah. get the parameters on on growing coffee here. Okay, basically, yeah, it's grown in hot, you know, in, in well, listen, Central if you, America, if you can change, South America, if you can change, Africa. if you can change the Middle West from uh, a, a, a fragrant and beautiful primeval prairie to uh, you know millions of acres of hybrid corn i'm sure we could mm-hmm. you know take out the corn and grow some coffee the corn is just going to feed animals anyway these days isn't it no it's going to ethanol people that's where it's going well the coffee is much more important absolutely because it keeps us all up worrying about the fact that we don't have any corn yeah it's it's good it's part of the great yeah. cycle and okay? i think i think a good slogan is coffee is not fracked Yes, D- you know, it, co- coffee is not fracked. not fracked. There, there you exactly. go. Exactly, and that's a fact. Talk- that's a fact. Go Let's ahead. take the word yeah. "frack" and turn it to "frat" and uh-huh. talk a bit about an odd choice that Rick Perry made recently. You know, last Tuesday, he was in New Hampshire debating with the other garden gnomes. Okay, mm-hmm. all of them except Rick went to the Dartmouth Arena for the post-debate talk with the kids and the faculty. All right. Not Rick. He went to a frat house. Not just any frat house, but the frat house that had been decommissioned and kicked off campus for its ugly actions. That's where Rick went. Okay? What did they offer him? I don't know, but you have to wonder. Rick's handler, right? This guy is supposed to be like, you know, running for president. Fair enough, right? And what do they do? They let him go to... An aberrant frat house. Can you think of it's just it just sucks. That's really he's surrounded by yeah. suckies. Well, yeah, he's, he's been he's the longest serving governor um, mm-hmm. in in uh, in America. Now he's been a governor longer than any other guy. So okay. he's collected around himself a bunch of uh, you know it's crony cronies as uh, as Michelle Bachman said you know crony capitalism that is indeed what it's all about. Thank you for your realistic appraisal, Michelle. Okay, uh, now Perry. Yeah. Perry was Perry's more than just a frat boy, and he is a frat boy. Okay, the Des Moines Register asked him, "You were a yell leader at Texas A and M. Do you know that, David? That he was a yell leader." 
Okay. Yeah, yes, yeah, so I think he did it to get out of the army. I don't remember the exact facts. What yell would you give to urge on your campaign? And here comes Rick Perry's yell. You can you can say it after me. Rick Perry Liberty. Rick, Rick Perry, Perry Liberty. Freedom. Rick Perry Freedom, okay? Freedom is working. Freedom is working. Liberty is working. Liberty We've got working. to get America working again. Let me do it again. As, yeah, as please. You know. I'm yeah. sorry I interrupted your flow there. Let's say. Here with, we go. This is Rick with, Perry. He, with he, pom-poms. He stands, right? He stands up in front of these reporters and goes, here's my yell. Rick Perry, liberty. Rick Perry, freedom. Freedom is working. Liberty is working. We've got to get America working again. This man could be our president. Can you imagine him standing oh, I- up? I say, well, maybe it is a what a refreshing dress. change from uh, from uh, former President Obama, who entertained his audiences with long intellectual speeches, and now with President Perry, we have a person who simply gives us a yell and then goes back to eat his steak dinner. Sure, six sixty. Seven percent of the Republicans who are going to vote in the primaries like his yell better than they like the smell of Rick of, of Mitt Romney. Mm-hmm. Even though they know Perry can't beat anybody, he can hardly beat a dead horse, but still, the fact that he's willing to hang out with recalcitrant, odious frat boys instead of joining all the other legitimate candidates to discuss issues of which I he love has it. no that's... knowledge whatsoever. Oh, boy. So, all right. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Well, that's a, I, ha- I know I hadn't heard that particular factoid, and it certainly does tell you something about uh, about Rick Perry, but we we know that. He is, an, he is astonishingly the archetype of everything we hate about Texas and hombres, you know, and macho guys and... You know, I mean, it's he just is an embodiment of please throw that shit away. Let's get back to having another country, huh? You know. Well, just to just to run down the candidates quickly because this is all that's happening domestically in America since the Congress won't pass anything. No, no. All they no. do is the best they can do is rename a building. Well, yeah, we can't. Um, the that 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 important committee, the secret committee that meets the public committee that meets secretly yes. all the time. Yeah, they they can't. Uh, there's there's somebody they, they can't touch anything. That's why they're having secret meetings, you know? Well, let's yeah, see. There's 304. And the House, no, I, I should say the House did pass a bill just recently yeah. that would allow hospitals that don't believe in abortion, i.e., Catholic hospitals, from giving abortion to women whose lives are, are obviously at risk. Okay? Jackie Spector, Representative Jackie Spector said, I went to the hospital bleeding to death and got an abortion. Without it, I would have died. So they pass a bill. This is all Republicans basically saying, you don't have to give an abortion to a woman if you don't believe in it, even if it'll kill her. This is where they're at, Dave. Oh, well, that was, uh, so they passed it. It won't, get, it won't get far. They did pass some trade acts. That was the big news uh, of the week, yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the, it's a great week for the president of Korea. <laughs> yeah, Korea's doing fine. <laughs> they're we're fine. Sucking big. Now, Herman Cain. Yes. Okay, tell, okay we're going to go down the garden he's the here. He's the man, right? right he's, he's the man in charge. The man of the moment. Uh, what do you call him? The Hermanator. Right? The Herman. I didn't call him that. He calls himself that. He calls himself the Herminator? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got... Yes, yes oh. he does. The Herminator. I'll, I'll find the reference while you... While you uh, while, while it you, never uh, ends. Okay, well, yeah, uh, the Herminator. I'm, 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 expecting, uh, I'm expecting a call from a man who really has uh, Herman Cain, you know, figured out. In fact, uh, it may be coming in right now. 
I've got Pastor Go to Hell on the phone. Pete, I got a problem with Herman Cain. Really? Uh, Herman's your kind of man, Pastor. He says he's following God's plan. What else is new? The two Ricks, Perry and Santorum, say that in their hearts they know God wants them to run, and Michelle Bachman claims she regularly receives assurances from God, uh-huh. So, what's your problem with Herman? I wasn't jonesed on that dude when he's just an ex-pizza pusher. Now he's the GOP frontrunner and I got a humongous issue with Herman's 999. It's voodoo economics for sure, Pastor, and as a tax system, totally regressive. Who cares? It's the 999 that wears me. Like Crazy Michelle says, turn that plan upside down and you got 666 staring you in the face. It's the mark of the beast, huh? St. John the Divine and the four horses he rode in on. It's in the numbers, Pete. Add 999 together and you get 27. And what is 27? Uh, four days before Halloween? Don't travel with me, Pete. 27 is 3 cubed. 3 times 3 times 3. 3, 3, 3. And what is the third letter of the so-called Roman alphabet? Mm, that's the letter C. C, 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 or in Spanish, yes, 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 the opposite of 999. Herman Cain is secretly signaling to the burgeoning Hispanic electorate that he will do their bidding and turn the White House into a shrine for the Virgin of Guadalupe. You must be kidding. The numbers never lie, Pete. It would be crystal clear to you if you had my latest book, Pastor Go to Hell's Secret Book of Secret Codes. Send 1995 plus 395 to prevent mishandling to my church of Cain and Babel, Rathole, California. Well, thanks, Pastor. We'll be right back after this. Hi, this is Brandy Randy Legs. If this were a TV ad, you'd recognize me as the star of Little Miss Slutshine, Lord of the Cock Rings, and my hot new animation feature, Finding Nympho. 30 years in the adult film business has left me with four ex-husbands, a house in the Hollywood Hills, and a urinary tract that's had more work done on it than I-80. I can't do my business on set if every time I lie down on my back, I have to get up to do my business. I need help. Yes, you do, Brandy. That's why you bought the pharmaceuticals developed Pinot More. Are you a doctor? No, but I do sound like one. And sound doctors agree that nothing puts an end to depends like Pinot More. Oh, no more diaper rash on my popo? That's right, Brandy. Pinot More is a revolutionary combination of Euroblockers and sphincter pinchers that keep you on the job and off the potty. Don't wonder drugs have side effects. No worries, Brandy. Except for the occasional field hallucination, catatonic episode, and spontaneous combustion, Pinot More is side effect free. Hooray! Pinot More is another perilous pill from You Bought the Pharmaceuticals, a plausibly deniable division of US+. US+, we own the idea of America. Wow, Pete, you have been really looking under the rug for sponsors for this show. Please, please, folks out there, if you, if you, you know, just press the button and send a little money to Radio Free Oz so we can take these sponsors and, you know, put them where they belong. Honestly, Pete, I don't know where you find it. Southern California, I suppose. L.A., down by the beach where it's hot. What do you mean? U- U.S. Plus <laughs> is international, Dave. They, you know, they own you. You bought the pharmaceuticals. They're, they're a platinum sponsor. 
sponsor because not enough people out there are pushing the green button up on Radio Free Oz and donating to us. Some are, but come on. If you've got Oz in your ears, you know, give us a dime a day, man. Got to do it. Got to do it. More fun soon. Well, listen, I I don't want to be credited with with the Herminator, although, you know, I wish I'd thought of it. But this is from Gail uh, Collins' column in The Times. Uh, She says, the most important revelation in This is Herman Cain, which is the name of his book, besides the candidate's really strong attachment to exclamation points, is that for all the talk about Cain as a businessman, his career for the last 16 years has been mainly as a motivational speaker. He's chief executive of T-H-E, Inc., which stands for The Herminator Experience, and author of books about leadership that teach you how to be the CEO of self. The Herminator Experience. The Herminator Experience? Uh, This man is exploding in front of our very eyes. How could you last more than 24 hours with that as your your own self-proclaimed corporation? The Herminator now. And now... Everybody, and now, ladies and gentlemen of the United States, the Herminator. Exp- I mean, it's just too awful. To doesn't it, doesn't it remind Whoa. you of Trump? We Kunagonda on our first album, and now, ladies and gentlemen, step. What what, what, what did we call him? <laughs> yeah, step they, and grab it, something like that, ladies and gentlemen. Stop yep. and stop and cool it. Stop and cool stop it. And cool it. Well, there's right. the Herminator. The is Herminator. stop and cool it. Well, you know, you're talking about the the uh, U.S. Plus, and uh, I had the great pleasure of reading our show script for our next uh, Fireside Theater performances in uh, November here in, in Seattle or near Seattle, Kirkland, and down in Portland. And I realized that uh, by interpolating U.S. Plus into uh, the the Bozo's material, that we had that it provides the other la- layer of ownership of background of the people behind Dr. Memory, you know, and I thought, uh-huh. oh, this is terrific. How did we know this? Well, we just did. It was, it's, good, it's good stuff. I'm really looking forward to that show, by the way, Pete. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, all, our dreams are coming true, unfortunately. Uh-huh. By the way, by the way, Obama has a strategy that we should keep in mind. He's not going to pull it off unless he has to. This is according to Jonathan Alter, who's a pretty good, pretty good pundit. Okay, he says that if in the summer, this is before the Democratic convention, okay, it's apparent that something is needed to truly wake up the Democratic Party, they will switch Biden to Secretary of State and put Hillary Clinton as VP on the ticket. What do you think of that? Wow. Um, Wow. Gee. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's an that's an interesting move, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you know what's interesting about it is that the VP isn't anywhere near as exhausting as Secretary of State. No, I mean, that's really. she's if, she's worked her ass off for uh, all, oh, all this time. Honest to God, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and, and Biden, Biden wouldn't mind being Secretary of well, State. Well, Biden has this funny him. reputation in the Onion, you know, being the guy who has the hammock up on top of the White House where he hangs out and drinks, you know, drinks cokes and and uh, you know. Comes on to people. Well, he so, actually is, you know, he actually is a very good vice president. He really does work with Obama. He's not just, you know, a bucket of spit. But the fact is, it's still vice presidency. It's fairly laid back. So she can lay back and gather her energy. Yep. And in 2016, she'll run for president. Yeah, I know she may be 72 or whatever it is. So is John McCain. 
Yeah, and, you know, and you know, and 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 she can raise her arms. So yeah, that that indeed may happen. Uh, and and they all like each other. They're very close, right? There's, there's Biden and 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 Hillary and Obama spend time together. There's no acrimony. Bill Clinton's in the wings. He's been a good husband. You know, he has not been outrageous as we thought he might be. Okay, and uh, he's making a fortune anyway. He's real happy, and who knows who he's pumping it's just hard to tell anyway uh that that's one of the possibilities out there so it's a great big wonderful world we live in do we not dave well we do and you know i've uh the, the other meditation on the fireside theater i've had recently is uh, from the very beginning of our career 45 years ago we were uh, uh, predicting the apocalypse the end of the world. We have been talking about this our entire career, and we're finally up to 2012. Never thought we'd get here, but yeah. um, it's 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 the year that, we, that the apocalypse has been facing us for 45 years now. I mean, we heard about those old Mayans way back then, you know? Yeah. So uh, here we are. It's next year, and I think we have to fortify ourselves, uh, probably with a lot of humor would help, you know? Pack that up in your basement instead of uh, instead of your bomb shelter. Get a lot of uh, get a lot of good humor out there because yeah. <laughs> it's that's what's I hope going to inflate the balloon that will float us out of this country if that happens. Well, be, you know, before we before we you know uh, click our red shoes together and take off for the other Oz, do you have a poem for us? I do, of course, I do. Um, from my five tang poet books that I like so much. Why didn't I? Uh, oh yes, this is, this is this is just a little. What I've read this before. Uh, Who is it? It's Lipo. Uh-huh. It's Lipo, and it's just a little one. But I think it says what it needs to say. Does it have a title? Conversation among mountains. Oh, that's good. Let's hear it. You ask why I live in these green mountains. I smile, can't answer. I am completely at peace. A peach blossom sails past on the current. There are worlds beyond this one. Are there not? There certainly are. And astronomers are at it all the time, and space exploration and the, the, the beauty of the universe awaits America to notice it. You know, that's the one thing about being in our senior years. I'm, I'm going to be 72 at the end of November, so I'm looking at the other side. One of the things that, that inspires me about passing on is I'll have the whole universe, right? I just won't be encapsulated or gravitated to, to, to the earth. I'll be able to move about, you know, talk about the, you know, the, the, the constant traveler, talk about the, uh, the e-ticket. Anyway, I just finished reading a book about the Big Bang. Just want to mention this. You're talking about the, and the fact is, is that now we finally understand that the universe was started in a one, a non-dimensional or one-dimensional singularity, which contained everything that we know today. Most of which is dark matter, and we think we know what the hell is going on. We're talking about <laughs> Herman Cain, and we're talking about Occupy Wall Street, and who packed that all together? Talk about a job, right? Okay, so thank you, Dave. <laughs> thank you, Pete. Dave, See you next co-host. week. Yeah, and Dave Maloney's back there in the in, in the you know in the room, ready to produce us and put us up on uh, Tom Gedwillow's server because he's our 
He is our webmaster. We have a new webmaster, too, in Doc Technical. Yes, indeed. Tom O'Neill has joined us. Um, and we've also got, of course, Phil Fountain doing all the wonderful graphics and Chaz Glass keeping us economically and accounting-wise in real good shape. I want to thank all of them for being so good to us. Uh, John DeSimio for taking up our publicity. Am I missing anybody, Dave? I don't think so. Uh, not unless, you, not unless you got some new groupies down there. I don't think so, Pete. That no, sounds I'm, like no, it. No, I don't. And that, I would like it. to say about those webmasters, uh, Willow, Doc Technical, these are among the really, really, really dear friends that we have ever had in our careers. Yes, it's true. Yes, it's true. I mean, they've been with us for almost three decades. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, wonderful people. And we want to be with them for the entire run. Stay with us. Uh, we're on every day, and we're giving you the week every week. This is Radio Free Oz reminding you first to go up and donate and remind you on the other end that we're all going to get through this together. See you, Dave. Bye-bye.